I'm happy to have Lisa Kiverist, who is one of the authors of Farmstead Chef, uh, which uh, came out, uh, when exactly did it come out? Oh, just last month, end of this year, yes. Oh, good, so it's still uh, fresh on the shelves. And uh, John is your husband and um, co-author, and you guys run In Serendipity Bed and Breakfast up in Wisconsin, um, and you have a farm. Uh, and it's organic. And not only that, which r- something else that really impresses me is that you guys are trying to stay off the grid. In fact, not only off the grid, but putting, you know, power back into the grid. Indeed, Mike. Our farm is completely powered by the good old tax-free wind and the sun. So we generate more power than we use and get a check back from our utility company at the end of the year instead of having to pay them. It's a nice switch of the equation. You know, it's interesting. I... I actually had to perform last night. Uh, I was at a, a New Year's Eve function and um, got into a conversation with a guy, uh, and this is kind of off the subject of your cookbook. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, with a guy who he was saying that uh, the whole solar thing is a scam, that uh, it costs more money to put uh, to to build these things, the the panels and the, the 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 pollution and the carbon footprint from that does not even come close to offsetting the good that they do. And he was claiming it with wind power too, and I was very very skeptical. But it also made me want to go read up on this. Now, obviously, you do it on a small scale, uh, but you found that it works for you. You bet. But those are good questions to ask. Uh, renewable energy is a complicated, complex equation, and I think sometimes when people want a one-size-fits-all answer that's also cheap and we don't have to sacrifice for it, that's hard to do. Um, The biggest issue that we are still moving towards is using less energy. People come to the farm and they see that big, sexy wind turbine, and they want to talk about putting one of those in, and we talk about things like compact fluorescence and driving your car less and using overall less energy, and uh, folks never want to really talk about that one, but that's an important one before we start talking about putting up panels or building turbines. Well, but the turbine is sexy, and the, the car, you, 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 you know, you have a lot of sidebars in this book. It's not just about cooking, not just about recipes. It's not just a recipe book. It's a, it's a guide for green living, in a sense, and, and, and eating healthy while you're doing it. Uh, I mean, you talk about the solar-powered car up there. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and, and, and using the Earth's resources uh, and putting them back, which is the basis of permaculture. You, you mentioned permaculture in there, and a lot of people are interested in permaculture. Uh, and the point that you're making in the book, obviously, is how to um, eat local, uh, how to eat smart uh, at the same time. Uh, and, and it can be difficult. Um, how do you address the issue that we're in winter and you can't get fresh strawberries right now, or you can't get other fresh produce that would be in some of the recipes you have? No, that's a great question, and it's it's one that always seems to come up right around New Year's of making resolutions to eat local, but this is a much better resolution to make six months from now on June 1st when things are in abundance, and uh, it's interesting because we live in a world where, yeah, we could buy anything 24-7. You could go out and buy strawberries today, but they don't taste like they do six months from now in June. And also, also the strawberries are one of those items that are always in the articles, and they say the worst uh, attractors of pesticides, the ones that hold on to them the longest. Indeed, there's nasty stuff sprayed into the soil, sprayed into the plant of 
strawberries that are not grown organically or grown in home gardens, and you can taste a huge difference. Now, they're going to be smaller, the ones that come out of our farm, than the ones you see in the mega shopping malls, um, but there's flavor there, and they need to be savored and we gorge when June comes around, and we freeze them for the smoothies we'll make this morning. And there's a pattern to eating seasonally that really lasts throughout the year, and it's enjoying things when they're in abundance and then saving some for the year round. So it's very much shifting to that mindset, which has been a learning process for us and something we share in the Farmstead Chef Cookbook, and that it's very much a journey. And to your point earlier about the renewable energy, it's very much connected with everything else we do. John and I are real passionate about food because it's a real point of entry for folks to start changing, to start making some changes towards living more sustainably. And maybe once you start eating those strawberries, the following year you want to plant some in your own home backyard and start a garden. And then you start thinking about your energy use. And maybe one year down the line, you know, you you, you, you move to a farm and put up a, one of those wind turbines. That would be great. But it's very incremental and a, a fun journey along the way, which we, we try to share in the cookbook in that it's something we can all explore in our own home kitchens. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, you know, that's – I love the fact that you were able to do this. But you know, truthfully, not everybody can pick up and buy a farm in Wisconsin and put up solar panels and put up wind. So they have to get closer to that in their own way. Let's say you're like me. Live, I live smack dab in the middle of the city of Chicago. Where do I start? No, that we live in a really exciting time for that. When John and I left Chicago now 15 years ago to move to our Wisconsin farm, there wasn't what we have in Chicago today between shows and resources like yours and the booming farmers markets and a lot of um, better ways to connect with our farmers. And what we write about in the Farmstead Chef book of eating farmsteadarian, of being on a first-name basis with your farmer, knowing where your food comes from, having that authenticity. You can do that wherever you live now, from urban rooftop gardens to suburban farmers markets to farms like ours in rural areas. So we live in a really exciting, opportune time for folks to take charge of their food wherever you may live. Uh, And one of the things I love about your cookbook is that you're not dogmatic. You're not saying you can't eat meat. You're not saying... You can't have a drink. <laughs> uh, you're you're you, you're not saying you can't have uh, butter. Uh, you know, it's not, and, and it's not, you know, it's not totally vegan. Even though you have vegan recipes in there, it's it's a little bit of something for everybody. That's what we're all about. Everything in moderation, but importantly, eating real food when you do. I made the. Irish cream uh, recipe that's in the cookbook last night for New Year's, and yeah, we used real cream, and it was a special night, and it was a holiday, and we enjoyed it, and that's what Farmstead Chef is all about, of enjoying the food you have, enjoying the the richer creams in moderation, but making sure they came from real happy cows. (laughs) Yeah, make sure the cow has a smile. That's uh, you know, Um, and 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 getting to the meat thing, you know, part of the reason you you're on the show is because. Of our friends, um, the Osmonds, who um, at uh, um, who have their meat farm, and they're with Cedar Valley Sustainable Farm. Beth and Jody, um, they've been on the well. Uh, 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 Beth has been on the show a number of times. It's, uh, Jody's like uh, like John. He's sort of in the background. He doesn't do the radio thing. Um, but uh, you have their recipes uh, using their stuff. Uh, what are and I know we don't have a whole lot of time. Give me some favorites from the book uh, and, and things you're really glad you were able to get into the book in terms of recipes. 
Sure. Well, the, uh, some of the recipes are contributed, like the Osmonds are one of what we call our kitchen table talks that are featured stories of farmer friends of ours, food activists, and how they grow food, how they raise their animals, how they treat their animals. And Beth contributed their sausage risotto recipe, which is one of my winter favorites. Um, right now we're all about the winter root crops. So this morning I did our pumpkin peanut butter bread using pureed pumpkins from our fall crop and pairing it with peanut butter. So you see a lot of that in the cookbook, too, of taking garden staple favorites and pairing them with ingredients you might not normally think about but would have in your pantry, like peanut butter. And and one of the ones that really caught my eye was uh, the breakfast, what is it, tomato pie? Oh, yeah, breakfast tomato pie. That's a favorite at in Serendipity, our B&B, but only in the summer months because that's one of those classic recipes that showcases the fresh and abundant. I've tried making it with frozen tomatoes. It just doesn't work. So that's what's on the table come July, August, September. So it's basically a savory quiche style of breakfast entree, but with a lot more vegetables, a lot more basil and tomatoes than eggs. And I, and I should mention that you've written this cookbook in a way that makes it easy for even people like me, and you, I don't know if you've been listening on the way into this conversation, I'm not a cook. I don't cook, but I'll bet I could probably make a few of these recipes. I'm sure you could, Mike, and that's exactly our goal with Farmstead Chef, is if you're, particularly if you're a gardener and you're growing a lot of your own vegetables, that's, that's 99% of the recipes, is having great-tasting, fresh, local, seasonal produce and fruits and things from the garden and from local farmers. You don't have to do that much to it, necessarily. A lot of our recipes just have a handful of ingredients, because if the vegetable is fresh and in season, that's the flavor you want to have shine. So it doesn't take, John and I are not trained culinary professionals or trained chefs. We just love cooking and love being in the kitchen and really love celebrating what we can grow here, particularly in the Midwest, and how can we showcase that on the plate. Uh, the book is called Farmstead Chef. I love the concept that you use, uh, and I've got it written on the website. You can go to my website, MikeNovak.net. All of it's on this week's show, including a link to the book and some of the recipes that are that you can find in the book, like zucchini feta pancakes, a fresh tomato breakfast pie we just mentioned, winter squash spice muff- muffins, homemade uh, vegan pitas and pita chips, cheese-roasted asparagus, creamy spinach salad, uh, creamy leek p- pastries, herb-infused spare ribs, fried green tomato and basil sandwich. Man, I want some of that stuff right now. Uh, and the, the, the phrase you use that I really like is farmsteaditarian, or farmsteaditarian, that's what you use. Yeah, that is a, a, a term we're using to describe how we eat, describe the philosophy in Farmstead Chef of being on that first-name basis with your farmer and food sources. And it's really exciting now to see more of more of this movement and people asking questions and wanting to know where things come from. And the closer you are to that source, ideally some of it coming from your own backyard gardens, we know where that came from. We know how we treated the soil there. We want the same with everything on our plate. And between growing some of it our own and supporting local farmers and asking those questions even at our regular supermarkets, we can increase the number of options available to all of us. Well, you, uh, um, Lisa Kiverist, are relentlessly positive, and it shows. It shows in the book, and it shows uh, in this conversation, and I think in a good way. Uh, and, and I hardly endorse folks buying this book, uh, Farmstead Chef, um, and, and trying out some recipes. And when you do, folks, uh, write to me. 
and let me know how they turn out. Uh, and you can go to, again, my website, mikenovak.net, link to it, and you'll see some of the, some of the stuff that's in there. And my congrats to you, uh, Lisa and John, and, um, let's talk again in the future. Great. Come visit us up at the farm sometime. Oh, I want to come to the, s- north. yeah, in, in serendipity. serendipity. Love to be there. Excellent. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy Thank New you. Year to you. Take care.